0: Hey everyone, it's Sarah here and welcome to this week's episode of the Queerpreneur podcast. And today I'm talking about straight privilege. And it's a topic that I've wanted to talk to you about for quite a while. And really at the heart of straight privilege, you know, is the inequality that exists for LGBTQ plus people. And I think that it's often things that people don't see or fully appreciate and when i talk when I say people, I'm not just talking solely about straight heterosexual people because I think from personal experience that sometimes lgbtq plus people may not fully see the inequality and discrimination that exists against them, against us, because it's so ingrained in our societal, cultural and religious structures. So, yeah, I hope you're going to find this one interesting. It's a topic that I'm really passionate about because I think it is an area where there's so much opportunity to create positive change, you know, for ourselves with our straight allies you know collectively so let's dive into it hey everybody i'm sarah taylor and welcome to the queerpreneur podcast this is the place for queer women who want to start or grow their business and their straight allies where we build community raise awareness and create a platform to celebrate incredible women leaders, change-makers and trailblazers. In every episode, my intention is to share knowledge, learning and resources that inspire you to think big, create more impact and step fully into your life and business in a way that feels authentic to you. So if you're ready to take action towards creating a more equal world for everyone, then let's get started. So this episode isn't just for straight people. (laughs) I think we all need to understand the different privileges that exist. Um, And yeah, just because we're gay doesn't cancel out all the other privileges that we might benefit from, you know, you know, things like being male, being white, being able-bodied, so many things about who we are, create our own individual privilege. But this podcast episode is specifically about straight privilege. I've got a lot to say about it. I've been wanting to make it for a while, like I say. And I think I want to start really with when I first became acutely aware of it myself, and I'm finding myself going back to this time and time again. It's almost like a raising of my own consciousness that connects with my shame and my deeply held belief that I had for such a long time that I didn't see the ways in which LGBTQ plus people are held back by society, by cultural norms, by religious norms um and the prejudice and sort of the unconscious bias that exists in the world. And that I had become so accepting of this, so accepting that people like me, um, that's what we, that's kind of almost what we should expect. <laughs> and it kind of like makes me go, God, how did I kind of, feel like that and think like that and believe that it was okay to be less than and to not really question it. Because I was so embroiled, I suppose, and so kind of wrapped up in my own shame and just wanting to be accepted, wanting to belong, wanting to be part of society, really. and. I think that one of the times that I remember this really highlighted for me, like a massive light was shining on this kind of like, what the hell is going on? And I remember my mum, hi mum, saying to me, I don't really understand why gay people need equal marriage. Isn't civil partnership enough? And in that moment, I was like, you really don't get it, do you? And again, you know, I think this also comes up for me when people think, and people have said this to me, oh, but it's all okay now because the law's change. And we do have things like marriage equality, don't we? And again, I'm like, hmm. But in so many countries across the world, you know, so many places where we still don't. And you might remember that Northern Ireland only just made same-sex marriage legal in January, January this year, 2020. And there are so many examples of straight privilege, of inequality, that we really need to open our eyes to and start to do something about, seriously. And more on that in a minute. I'm going to give you a list, it's quite a long list, of straight privilege for you to consider, for you to think about. Um, but, you know, really, I'm just so glad that I woke up to this shit because I really couldn't see it for a long, long time. And when I say I couldn't see it, what I mean is I couldn't see what I was accepting. I couldn't see that I was accepting less than. So if you're listening to this and you're from the LGBTQ plus community, I urge you to look at what you're accepting because of your sexuality or because of your gender identity. Are you accepting less than? Are you accepting being thought of as not having an equally meaningful and important relationship with your partner, for example? Or that you're not represented um, in films, in TV, in media, In marketing and advertising and stuff like that, you know, what are we allowing? What are we, yeah, what are we kind of like allowing to happen, allowing for ourselves? And when you start to become fully aware of these things that maybe you've accepted for a long time, consciously or subconsciously, in my case, you can then start to connect with the real impact and potential correlation with those feelings of less than that you might have yourself. Those feelings maybe of unworthiness and not feeling as valued or as seen. You know, do you feel seen? Do you feel as seen as straight people? I'd really love to know if this is resonating with you. So as always, please do drop me a DM over at Sarah Taylor Coaching on Instagram. Or you can email me or contact me through Facebook or LinkedIn. Um, All of those links are in the show notes. Yeah, with any of your thoughts, um, I'd love to know. I'd love to know if this is resonating because it might be something that, you know, I can do more work around. And this is all relevant because straight privilege reinforces these differences. The fact that straight is seen is somehow superior in some way. And just as so many of us learned from the recent amplification of the Black Lives Matter movement, when you're straight, it's so easy not to see your privilege. You don't think about it because, well, why would you? And, you know, the truth is, the reality is that you're benefiting from it. Some of this stuff is hard to think about. It's hard to hear. But if we want to create the change, we want to create more equality, then we have to listen. We have to hear it. We have to acknowledge it, accept it. There's no blame here. There's no shaming here. This is about us coming together this is about us collectively creating change right oh and before all of the straight people switch off <laughs> that are listening to this podcast I want to say that my intention here is to give you some food for thought to give you an idea of the unearned benefits that you have that lgbtq plus people don't have. It's not about calling you out or blame or anything like that. It's about deepening all of our understanding, our collective understanding and building closer connections and community between LGBTQ plus people and our amazing, wonderful, I love you so much, straight allies. And I've said this before, we cannot create the changes we're seeking in the world without you, without straight allies. The path, you know, to greater equality and the freedom that we want for everybody, we all need to join together. We all need to create this together. We all need to fight together. So, (laughs) simply put, straight privilege is a bunch of unearned benefits that heterosexual people get that people with other sexualities don't get. So why does this matter so much? Well, it matters because until we can see the truth about the inequality that exists, I think it can be hard to prioritise changing it, to put it at the top of our agendas. It matters because we need everybody to get it. We need straight people, to see their privilege and to start to dismantle it, to question it, to challenge it and to stand up for changing the societal, religious and political structures that exist to support this inequality. The task is huge and as I've said it before, LGBTQ plus people cannot do it alone. <laughs> it matters because it's easy to hide from or forget both the history of LGBTQ plus people and the current prejudice and the hate towards gay people, bisexual people, trans people, queer people. When you're not LGBTQ plus yourself, it's easy to not see it. It matters because homosexuality is still a criminal offence in over 70 countries in the world. It matters because Poland has just recently re-elected an anti-LGBTQ plus president who is supporting LGBTQ plus free zones in Poland, like particular areas in the country where LGBTQ plus people are not allowed to go. I mean, you know, I talked about this the other day in a in a a couple of episodes ago, God knows what's happening. God knows what's going to come next over there. It really is frightening. And when you're straight, this doesn't affect you directly. But when you are part of the LGBTQ plus community, LGBTQ plus yourself, it does hurt you. It does scare you. It does cause you harm when the laws that protect you are at risk. Or they can be changed depending on who runs the country that you live in. Or you read about another gay person committing suicide, being imprisoned or being beaten up on the night bus just for loving someone of the same sex. It hurts you, you know, it scares you. And I know, I know that. You wonderful allies, I know you find it upsetting too. And I'm not suggesting that you don't, I know you do. But it is different. And it's not the same as wondering if your life will be at risk. Or knowing that you can't visit a certain country on holiday. Or if you do, you have to be super vigilant about who you are, you know? Those public displays displays of affection whatever it might be. So I'm going to give you some specific examples of straight privilege, right? It's a bit of a list. Um, And I think that hopefully it will kind of get your mind whirring and get you and help you to see, you know, what sorts of things we're talking about here. So if you're a straight person, you can live without ever having to think twice, face, confront, engage, or cope with any of the things on this list. And these privileges are granted to you. And many of them are things that maybe you've taken for granted. So maybe this is like the why it's easier to be straight list. <laughs> um, and there's obviously more than what's just on this list, you know, but really I just wanted to illustrate how prevalent this is, how it kind of exists everywhere. Um, so hopefully it's helpful. I'm going to rattle through it because there's 26 things on this list. So (laughs) if you've got any questions about any of it, always you can get in touch with me. The number one is you don't have to come out. You don't have to announce your heterosexuality to the world. Number two, no one is going to say to you that you being straight is just a phase or that you have to pick a side. You don't have to justify your heterosexuality to anybody. Number three is you can legally marry the person you love. So your right to get married is never questioned. Like I said earlier, in many states and many countries, it's still not legal. And it's still being questioned even where it is legal. Number four, you don't have to fear violence because you're straight. Number five, you don't have to worry about losing your friends, your family or any other support if you come out as LGBT+. Number six, you have fairly accurate media representation. We see you on TV and in films and the stories are kind of close to real life. For LGBTQ plus people, we tend to be represented as suffering or breaking up marriages or befalling some terrible fate will be the odd character. We're never just your average family with two kids, a dog and a cat. (laughs) Um, Number seven, you're able to express affection for your partner in most social situations and not worry about negative or hostile reactions from other people number eight you have lots of positive role models of your gender and sexual orientation growing up and as an adult number nine you can expect to spend time and be around others of your sexuality most of the time You're not worrying about being the only one of your sexuality in a class or on a job or in a social situation. The only gay in the village, as it were. Number 10, you feel able to always talk openly about your relationship, your holidays, the planning that you're doing with your lover or your partner and all of that kind of shizzle. Number 11, it's easy for you to find a neighbourhood or somewhere that you want to live, an area that you want to live in, in which you know the residents will accept how you've put together your household, who's in your family, what's your family unit. Number 12, you're able to have children without people believing that you're going to force them into your sexuality somehow. Number 13, you know that people won't ask, how does sex work for you then? Or other awful too personal questions that are just like wrong and rude. Number 14, if you're a teacher or even a coach or a mentor or a trainer, you're able, you feel able to freely teach about lesbians, gay men, bisexuals, trans people, without being seen as having some sort of bias because of your sexuality or that you're forcing your homosexual agenda on people. Number 15, you don't have to worry about being mistreated by the police or victimised by the criminal justice system because of your sexuality. Number 16, you can expect that your children are going to be given texts in school, and education in school that supports your family unit. And they're not gonna be taught that your sexuality is wrong or bad in some way. Number 17, you can freely express your sexuality without the fear of being prosecuted or breaking the law. Number 18, you know that you will not be fired from a job or denied a promotion based on your sexuality. Number 19, you won't be asked by your child's school to only send one parent to parents' evening or any of the school activities so that you won't upset the other parents by having two same-sex partners in the class together. Number 20, you don't have to worry about where you go on holiday or asking for a double bed in a hotel in case you get refused because of your sexuality. Number 21, you know that people aren't going to talk about your sexuality behind your back. Number 22, you know that being open with your sexuality and about your sexuality isn't going to change how people view you. Number 23, you don't have people that think your sexuality is a mental health problem. Number 24, You don't have to worry that people won't let their children play with your children because of your sexuality. Number 25, you don't have to worry about where you can move alone or with your spouse and have equal job opportunities abroad. And number 26, you feel able to move abroad with your children without sudden changes of your legal status. Or the possibility of even losing your children. So there are so many implications. And the impact of straight privilege goes far and wide and it goes deep. And of course I'm not just talking about the UK here. But many of the things on this list, you know, are really relevant to me. Me and my friends and my, yeah, my other LGBTQ friends and people in the community that I know, here in the UK. So when people say, oh, but it's okay now, isn't it? Because you've got equal marriage. That's why I find myself thinking, oh, hello. (laughs) So what I want to do now is talk to you about what we can all do, whether you're LGBTQ plus or straight, to raise awareness around straight privilege And ultimately, start calling it out and creating the changes that we all want to see. So I've got three big things here. The first one is understand and recognize where straight privilege exists. And more importantly, yeah, really start to see the impact that it has, the implications of it. And acknowledge your own, you know, acknowledge your own privilege if you're straight. Number two... Think about the institutions, you know, the workplaces, the places out there in society, in our cultures that you might be part of. You might be supporting. You might be complicit with without really realizing that are clearly not LGBTQ plus inclusive or that perpetuate straight privilege in some way. And either stop supporting those institutions or those people um, or, you know, bring, bring this to the forefront, raise the awareness around this. And number three, as a straight ally, if you're a straight ally listening, use your position of power to amplify the voices of those who might not otherwise be heard. Because together, you know, this is about us together making a difference in our daily interactions every single day, being curious about why things are the way they are if they disadvantage people from minority groups and standing for equality in the choices that you make, in the choices that we're all making every day and the conversations that we're having. And those conversations sometimes require us to be uncomfortable, to be courageous, (laughs) to really dig deep into why this matters, why this is important, why we all have a personal responsibility. If we care, we have a personal responsibility to show up to do something, to say something, to have those conversations that will be part of the change that we all want to see. So that's it for this week. I really hope it's given you some food for thought. I'm sure it's a topic that I'm going to be returning to in the future. As I really do believe our allies are such a powerful force for change. And if you're listening and you're a straight ally and you want to take bigger action in your business or your community, then please get in touch with me because there's a number of things we can look at to support you with doing that. And if you've got any questions or want to explore any of the things that I've been talking about today or need support with helping other straight people to understand and take action too, then please just drop me a message. All the links of how to contact me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, or by email are in the show notes. So let's get some momentum going around this stuff, yeah? And if you're enjoying the podcast, please leave a review. As the more reviews the podcast gets, the more people get to hear about the podcast and listen to it. And hopefully, yeah, join us, you know, in making the change that we all want to see. So this has been the Queerpreneur Podcast with me, Sarah Taylor. Thank you so much for listening and I can't wait to catch you again next week. Bye for now.